you guys, it's Sam Fisher, typically your host of the Unknown Pro Podcast, but today, as promised, we've got a special episode where I'm the guest, and we've got a special host today, Jade Hewitt. Hello, America. How does it feel to like be a guest and then now be the host? You know, it feels uh, very full circle, yeah. to be honest. It's, I'm, I'm honored to be here in your beautiful home. Here we are up in my house, so <laughs> insane. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess... Uh, Take it away. Yeah, so I, I think this episode deserves a little bit of quick context before we start. So what we're going to dive into today is, well, you could call it a deep dive. Like, you know, this isn't will. quite as lighthearted and giggle fest as we typically normally are. So in the world that we're in of softball and just sports in general, if people either follow you or they follow softball, they probably know or think, hey... She's really funny. <laughs> like, she's on Twitter, she's witty, and she's funny. Like, you are the lightheartedness comedian in the room, which is fun and dandy, but I feel like it can also sometimes be a little tough because you're always kind of like expected to be the funny one or like take hard situations and like make them funny. So, I mean, I know the story of what we're going into today, but just so everybody else knows, this is just kind of like an, a, another side to Sam that. I think we normally don't see, which is why the story's great. So why don't you give us some background as to this story that you're about to tell us? I will. First and foremost, great context. I thought that was really beautiful, very well put. Mm -hmm. I think one thing for me is that I think people feel that they know a lot about me because I'm very vocal about how I feel about like sport, yeah, McDonald's, you know, Harry Potter, books. But like that's it. I don't think that I've ever told anybody what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So um, the background of this is this obviously has to do with softball, and it's an experience that kind of not molded me, but like helped with the mold and some of the hard stuff that I feel like I've gone through or feel or deal with came from what we're about to talk about. So background: I joined a travel team when I was thirteen. I had, like, the head coach of this team was great. He was very, like, hardcore, kind of, like, as much hard work and work ethic that my parents had instilled in me, he kind of added to it. Very much driven, motivated, wanted to make us better kind of guy. And um, I fell in love with this team immediately. And um, I was on the team for four years. Like, literally my whole chunk of my thir 13 to 17 I was on this team. Which is where like the bulk, when I think about my travel experience, those are the years I think about. Absolutely. Where it's like the best friends that you make, the times yes. you have, like that's really where the meat of growing as an athlete, I feel like. Really Absolutely. Is. you're old enough to know what you're doing and yeah. like, remember, like when I was eight, like I don't know, but when I was 15, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we did this. Like yes. you remember things. Yes, and I was kind of getting to the point in my playing career that I was kind of like, gelling. I was figuring things out. I was growing, which helped a lot. You know, I was getting taller. That helped. But I was really um, excelling more and more in the sport. And this is where like a lot of my goals developed, a lot of my dreams developed, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of a little bit of the, uh, the start into it. But what this story is about is not so much the greatness of where it started, but the not so greatness of where it ended. So, um, I, like I said, I was on this team for four years. I, um, this coach was like, my BFF man like he you know we were close we did extra workouts together like I was friends with his daughter so like we'd have sleepovers and then we'd work out at the house and yeah. all that kind of stuff so 
things started, started to go a little bit weird that last year where college recruiting kind of was back when I was in high school and you as well. <laughs> like you didn't get recruited when you were 13. It was different. It was different. You were like in the middle of high school or so. It was so, junior year. Yeah. Yeah. Junior year. And so once that, um, that kind of started happening when we were juniors going into that year, it was kind of like I, I had been getting some collegiate attention, recruiting attention, and I think because this is only guesswork. Like the way that things started to happen, I think the pressure of being a coach and a dad didn't super help the situation, but like this, the last year on this team was a lot of, um, not some nice things being said, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, just not good enough kind of stuff, you know? So I was eventually cut from this team after nationals, we were in South Dakota, South Dakota, <laughs> and uh, we, um, I got this email, the whole team got this email essentially cutting me from the team. Now, okay, wait, so, so let's pause. As far as like attitude, playing time, skill level, with any of those three, do you, was it like, okay, like if you were like, you know what, I never played, like I wasn't, oh, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. my attitude was really bad, or yeah. whatever, like none of those things fit the bill for, right. for why you were. It, yeah, and, and, and I'm a very realistic person about my abilities and about my personality, so the Sam that people know, know today is the Sam, like I've been this way since I was right. in the womb, so. Not to be dramatic. Not to be dramatic, but my mom can <laughs> be a witness for this. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so I'm thinking I could just read the email because I think it's really important for people to know that wor yeah. words are important. Yeah. Especially when you're turning 17 and you already don't know anything about your life. <laughs> right. Okay. It's kind of long. Like the most impressionable age. Oh like who am I <laughs> already? When it comes to like your future and yeah. Yeah. And what you want to do in life. But yeah. Okay. So here's this. We, we had just, you know, lost. Um, and because of the way that everything was going. My family and I had already decided we're gonna we're gonna see you know see this commitment through. We're gonna finish the year at nationals, and we're gonna we're gonna go to a new team after this because it was just that point where I was like, I'm very unhappy and I'm like upset and like I leave practice and I'm not happy kind yeah. of thing. So okay, this coach starts off. I'm very sorry that we did not win the championship this week. I take full responsibility. We got ninth. We did pretty good. Um, I take full responsibility and I believe that we should have won it without question. I have no excuses. I did not get the job done. I appreciate everyone's support and all your beliefs throughout our season. I hope that the 2008 team will get it done next year. Cue how long ago this was. We're old. It might be. <laughs> I do want to update you right away about a big, all caps, change in our program because I have already heard rumors and I do not want the story to be told the wrong way. Before I write this though, I do want to remind you that I'm just a dad and I'm not a professional travel ball coach. So here you go. Yep. Sam Fisher will no longer be welcome in the organization. It's my opinion that Sam's attitude is no longer a positive influence on the team. In my opinion, her tears, tantrums, manipulating and poor attitude were a big contribution toward this club losing a championship this week and I'm no longer able to stand by and watch this happen. Many of you made comments to me today that you felt that she purposely threw some crucial plays due to her attitude. In retrospect, I have to agree with you. I'm sorry that I waited so long to cut her from the team. I hope you understand that I do try as long as I can with all the kids. I do believe that the real purpose of this program is to turn out leaders and great citizens, parentheses, no matter how good your talent is at softball. 
At this point, I simply cannot justify going on with Sam with all the other players and families working so hard to make this program successful. I hope you understand that this decision is a very difficult one for me as Sam has been with the program from the start. However, I would rather not coach anymore if I have to deal with attitudes like Sam Fisher. So there you go. Thanks again for all your support. I'm sorry I was unable to bring home another championship this year. I look forward to our personal meetings tomorrow. I'll be calling you all early to get an appointment. Thanks. <clears throat> you want to know the best? I'm part? uncomfortable. I mean, that's... Yeah, it was the worst and, day. And that went to the whole... Everyone. Parents. Everyone. Kid, the whole... Yeah. And then he called my college coach the next day. And he told him not to take me at school, at LMU. And Gary was like, I'm going to take her. Like, he tried to get me, like, like to not, like, to not have my scholarship or whatever anymore. So, here's the thing. Hit me. I feel like that email is, it's not even, like, like, it's super harsh. I mean, like, in every way. Even if, even if that was like a conversation that was just had like in the parking lot after the yeah. game, like that's still harsh, yeah. much less to write it, put it in an email and then send it to everybody. Yeah, everyone. I mean, Parents, that is... Kids, everyone. I walked down, uh, uh, like I, we were all in a hotel, the whole team, and I remember coming downstairs and my, my, uh, you know, my best friend Colleen was like, Hey, uh, cause we didn't like have laptops. No, 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 no. So we were at the, Go business, down to the, the business, the business center. center of the hotel. <laughs> And Colleen just like look and had this email up on the screen and I sat there and I read it and I remember this moment so distinctly because I just remember it was when I just went anyway and time out for, out for listeners are you are you still at the tournament yeah this okay. was the night we lost okay so yeah, yeah we're still, still there and I I here's the thing like I think if you tell a kid who has a bad attitude that they have a bad attitude they're not gonna be surprised or confused mm-hmm. I was shook you didn't say shook in 2007, mm-hmm. but I, looking back on it, I'm like, oh my, the first thing I thought, because I placed so much value in what this guy said. Yeah. So, still to this day, it's real twisted. Right. Still to this day, but I placed so much value in what he had to say about me and what he, you know, his input that I'm like, I'm a bad kid. I'm a troubled kid. I'm obviously like, I have a bad attitude. Well, but, I mean, there's a lot of other things other than just a bad attitude that... Yeah, I don't cry. The tears part where I'm like, that's tears, wrong. negativity, throwing a game. Yeah, like I can't Who play. even, when you're that, when you're, who even thinks about throwing? Who even, know, like, puts two and two together to throw a game? Like, I don't have to try to miss a ball. Like, sometimes it just happens. <laughs> like, Jesus, sorry, sorry I missed the backhand, but it wasn't intentional. Yeah, no, it was, um, <laughs> it was very much like, oh my God, is this who I am? And I just remember, like, from, the, from then... Like, I'm a very happy-go-lucky person. Right. Like, I I enjoy life. I enjoy softball. I, you know, I'm 16, turning 17 at this point, and I had dedicated so much of my life at that point already to softball that I'm like, I'm out here giving 100% every day. I dedicate my off time. Like, I do extra work. I, you know, I eat, sleep, breathe softball. Right. Back then, even, even now, you know? But I still majorly messed up. Yeah. And, and... I didn't understand until later when I went to therapy that this had nothing to do with me. But when you're 16, you think like when he, I would rather not coach anymore if I have to deal with attitudes like Sam Fisher. That was the one where I was like, this sucks. That sucked. 
That you have like no way of, of like coping or dealing with that no. as a seventeen year old. The no. only thing to do is be like, it's it's it's, it's all me. It's my fault. Well, I started after that, like like I said, being happy go lucky and being positive and being you know all the things that I like to think and claim that I am. I started to have these little dark spells yeah. of like, why am I so mad? Yeah, I was. There were times where like that. There were times where I was like, I need, I like, I'd rather be by myself because you think about like relationships, like there's people in your life that you're like, they have the potential to hurt me. Yeah. Like we could break up or like, you know, friends can have falling out. This was the person that was never supposed to hurt me. Right. Was like, never, like, so that's why I think it was so, like, bro, I've been through breakups where I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. we're together for four years. That's fine. Bye. But this was like, this was the absolute end of the world. Well, too, because the, you know, your coach in any situation is in a quote position of power yeah. over you. And they're yeah. obviously older and wiser and know how to handle, should know how to handle situations or manipulate situations. So it's not like, it's not like your best friend betrayed you. It's right. someone who is, who is in the position of power for a reason. Yeah. And when it comes from that person, it's like, like you can, how do you even recover from that as a 17 year old? You don't. Yeah. You go to therapy when you're 24. Right. Right, 20, so a long time afterwards, yeah. Yeah. but you still deal with that from 17 to 24 yeah. to only hit t- therapy how many years later? What is yeah, it, seven, like years, seven years later. Seven years later, I mean, I'm like, something's wrong. Yeah. That's what I thought, I, like, I didn't know because I, I used the anger. I used all of that to work out. I used it to go and hit. I used it to go. It was almost as if the fuel of feeling like I wasn't good enough made me better. So it's... I'm still trying to spin it positively. Like this, <laughs> this sucked. This yeah. sucked. Even reading it out, like I still have this in my phone. Yeah. Like I, it makes me emotional. Like I feel like I have a little like pain in my throat. Yeah. And it's like hard. You know, it's hard. It's hard to read that. It's like that. What I, I was like you said, I was with the program from the start. I, every day of my life was dedicated to this team, and him. Mm-hmm. And there were points where, like, once I graduated college, and people, people were like. Man, like that was probably the worst thing ever getting cut from Team USA. I'm like, that was a walk in the park. <laughs> or I would get cut ten times before yeah. going through this. Again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But um, I actually saw him the next year, like senior year had started, and we had a high school tournament, and I saw him out there, and I, if I didn't go and talk to him, I wasn't gonna be able to focus on playing. Yeah. And I went up to him and I was like, hey, remember me? Do you remember? <laughs> the trauma. It's fine. And. Um, we, we chatted and he, like, I wasn't going to bring anything up because I'm 17 and I don't, like, right. I'm, you know, I'd like to think I was mature, but yeah, but you're 17. And he said, you know, I did what, I did what I, what I did for you. Like, I did it so that you could, because you were, you were, you know, developing past the team in a way. Like, basically I had, like, free willy, like, go be free kind of thing. Like... Like you were too good. Like, like I was, I was, I was, I was developing past what he could coach or what the team, you know, like. So it was his method to like break you down into shambles. Yeah, it was like essentially like I know you don't like you know like shoots and ladders just go right back to the beginning. yeah where it's like telling the dog that you hate it so that it runs away from you right. <laughs> so it's like go be free. This is for your own good. I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. And I'm like, you could have just like had a conversation with me. Right. But that, and then I remember um, after USA, I don't remember if I talked to him after USA, I don't think I did, but it was after I'd been with USA for a couple of years, um, I reached out, like, I think about this all the time, still, like I, you know, I had so many good memories, like we, like, mm-hmm. this guy is 
a big chunk of the reason why I'm the player that I am. A very big chunk. And I would never take that away from him and from the work that we put in together. But it, I think it was 2014, I was like, you know what, let's go to lunch. Because I felt like I you know, was at a point where I could kind of explain my side. Um, I'd gotten a couple of tattoos, you know, it's really edgy, you know. Because that whole time, you're still yearning for answers. Absolutely. You're still, you're you're longing to be able to put, like, a a period at the end of the sentence. Like, closure. Yeah, wrap it up and have some closure, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so we had this lunch, and we were talking, and dude, he hates tattoos. And so this was my favorite thing. I was like, you know that I got tattoos because of what you did. I swear to God. Like, just keep swimming. You think that has anything to do with finding me, bro? <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but like... You know, but like... Yeah. I, I started to, like, connect with things, and it was awful at the time that this happened, that I got cut. I was reading Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. It was a dark work. time. That's some dark places, It was man. dark, you know? And then, like, I was relating a lot of stuff that really mattered to me because of, because of the pain that came with this. Like, relating it to things where it's like, Serious black, loyal, like things right. like loyalty, like think like sticking with people through the good and the bad. I'm like, what the, what am I telling myself? Yeah. You know? And so I told him, I was like, look, dude, like this is exactly how I said it. But I was like, you really hurt me. Like you really made me feel like I was nothing. And like, like I was useless and like not good enough. And, and I, and here's the thing, like I still made it to where I wanted to go. Right. But I felt like crap about myself a lot, yeah. a lot along the way. Yeah. Not that it takes away from any, like I, this, this is, this is the thing about like mental health where it's like, I have an amazing life. Like I have an amazing family. I have amazing friends. Like I get to play softball every day and even, you know, going to college, but there were times where I felt guilty because sometimes I was not sad, sad's the wrong word, but like mad. Mm-hmm. I was mad. Yeah. And like, it, it made me feel guilty because I'm like, I'm like so happy. Yeah. It's so confusing. Yeah. It's so confusing. Yeah. I was at my dream school. I was, you know, getting better in softball every year and, um, you know, living my dream. And then there were times where I was, I'd be like in my room at night and I'm like, why it's so messed up. I mean, it's just like a giant tangled web. I mean, I, I, I feel like what really, what gets me is it's, and just, I guess, knowing you and knowing like your character and you know, knowing like to the soul of that you're such a good person. And I imagine you're pretty similar in high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? But dorky. But, it, but it's like you, you work so hard, you on and off the field to be a good person, be a leader, to like practice hard and all these kind of things. Yeah. And then something you can't control, somebody just swoops in and just attacks your character and everything that you've built for yeah. yourself and everything that the, the reputation that you've tried to put out there. And not only that, to then... Be like, hey, LMU, oh. don't take her. Which shout out to your who's Gary. Your, shout out to Gary for like seeing through that nonsense. Yeah, and he he called us and told us, and he said, look, this is what happened. I don't know what's going on, but like, I'm never like, this is it. Like we are, you know. I signed my letter of intent like two months after that. You know, when so. all of this happened, did any part of you think? Even for a second, like I, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to. Never. I don't want to play in college. Never. Never. That I think is the point that I would. I really wanted to make because there's so many points that can come out of this conversation. N- number one, I hate talking about myself myself like this. Like this is making me so unbelievably uncomfortable. But yeah. it, it's important for so many reasons. 
And the first of the important reasons is that I see a lot, you know, there, there, every now and then there's this, there's this article um, about the co- to the coach who made me hate the game. Yes. Or, or to the coach who ruined it for me. Yep. And it goes around and goes around. Every yep. time I see it, I read it and it pisses me off. Yep. Because here's the thing. If somebody can ruin how you feel about the sport, like did like I know, believe me, I have been at this lowest low, right? Like this was the low, the lowest point of my life. Like nothing's even come close. And I I never once said screw softball. Yeah. What it did, it didn't ruin the love that I had for the game. It it like it ruined the love that I had for myself. Right. And I dude, my whole entire life, nothing has changed about the way that I feel about softball. Yeah. Going through, you know, college, USA, getting cut, being picked as an alternate, like different things that have happened along the way that should make me feel bad. Yeah. N- nothing has wavered how I feel about the sport. If anything, it just continues to grow. And if anything, softball was other than my family. Softball was the one constant that I had that I could still go out and swing a bat. I could still go out and play catch and feel like this is me. This is yeah. myself, you know? But when you say that, what gets me too is is the the kids, the athletes out there who maybe don't have like a love for the game that's quite that strong right, where yeah. something like this or even something way toned down from this is, in, is, like, is enough to kick them off the yeah. horse. And like, what a bummer because... You never like everything that you learned through sports, everything that sports taught you was just wiped away like with one email. Like, yeah. And that's, it's so sad. And you think of all the kids out there who, yeah. who are in similar situations or coaches who just don't understand the power of their words. Oh yeah. And I, I see it. I see it a lot, you know, being, being around coaching, being around young kids, doing camps, doing lessons and stuff. I see it all the time where I'm like, why are you being mean? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point well, of being? I think I think it's important to point out is that you like right. You're coaching right now, like yes. so the perspective of ten year olds. So yeah, shut up. So you're not saying this like you know. Oh, I'm just I'm hanging around the game or like whatever. Like you're actively coaching right now. Yes. So it's it's kind of like it, it really is full circle from yeah. where you started to kind of where you're at right no, now. No, it really is, and I totally understand. Like I will I will say like my attachment to the sport I know is kind of like over here and there's you know there's other people in this category but like for those who would just like really enjoy it or love it or whatever and aren't necessarily dedicating their life to it I can see how stuff like this can make it to where they connect this they connect the sport with the events or with you know the not so nice things that that coaches have to say or parents have to say but I just I just so strongly believe that this this happening this email this the year leading up to the email has absolutely nothing to do with the sport, you know? Yeah. So how do you, how do you, because I want to rush to this, how do you feel like had this not gone down, how, wh- where do you, you know, do you, do you think that you w- would have had the same path? I think that I would have had the same path because of the love for the game and the love for practicing and working out. Like I still would have gone to LMU. I still would have worked out the same way. I still would have yeah. practiced the same way. Um, but I think that it would have been, it would have been easier. It yeah. would have been like fueled by passion. Not that it was. Not that everything that I do isn't fueled by passion, but yeah. there's like a little bit like, like almost like I was running away from something. You yeah. know, like I have to do this. I have to do this so that this doesn't catch up to me. Yeah. And that was the year that I got cut from Team USA. Was the year that it all caught up with me, to where now I don't. Now Funny I'm, how that worked out. <laughs> like thanks a lot, man. I know I did terrible at the trial, but sheesh, you didn't have to make me like realize my my issues so soon but it was 
having to laugh. It's hilarious. <laughs> you should be laughing. When, what, what year was this? 2013. 2013 okay. Yeah, so this all happened in 2017. Yeah, I guess about six years later. Um, because now I didn't have a team. I wasn't playing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hmm, I'm still kind of unhappy. Like, what is this? There's some unresolved issues. Yeah, here. and then I called my girl Jean, my therapist. Big shout out to Jean. Shout out, Jean. Where you are. Girl. Um, and she's, she told me, this is exactly the way that like she put it, was that she's like, you need to defrost. I'm like, what? Like a chicken? What do you mean, Jean? She said, and I, and I know exactly the moment. I know what she's talking about because when I read that email on that computer screen, I felt it. Right. I felt like where I was, and she said, you, you haven't given yourself a chance to like live those years like mentally healthy. You, and I hate, I feel so bad saying that because I, I was so happy. Like I, I was living such a great life. I was living my dream. I was hitting the ball, you know, yeah. and, and doing everything I wanted to be doing. But then there was this part of me that was just still stuck at a 16 year old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so throughout that, I went to her, you know, every week for a year and we defrost, we defrosted me. Yeah. And I started to like feel all of a sudden like, oh my God, he, it was, he wasn't right. I'm thinking this whole time that he's right. Yeah. And thinking I have to fight against that and I have to like prove something that I had already proven. Yeah. Like, so. Well, I think too, like. Had you not defrosted and not oh. gone to therapy, you would still be hanging on to that. Just Absolutely. because it's life. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with building a ball or whatever. Like, it's just life. You could have gone, you know, your whole life yeah. not having dealt with that and not yes. having gotten any closure on that. And it affected my relationships. After this happened, right. like, after this happened, I had a, I had had a, a high school boyfriend for years. Mm-hmm. And I said, deuces, I can't, like, I can't, like, any... If you want to be close to me, right. sorry, it's yeah. not going to happen. And so looking back on it, I realized the behaviors that started to happen where I was right. like, I really, I don't have any interest in being close to anybody. Yeah. And it's not because I think you're going to do the same thing to me that he did to me, yeah. but I, I think I'm going to end up probably hurting you because I'm hurting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. So shout out to my high school boyfriend. Sorry. Shout out. You know what? We're all in better places now. I'm sure he's doing great. Yeah. He's married with a kid. Oh, see, it, it all works out. <laughs> so let's fast forward to the present. Well, let's. more like your professional career. Let you know. So, with that entire major moment and or major couple years in your life, how do you feel like it has affected you now as a professional? Where I, I feel like now you've you know you've you've made your piece. You've you know, move past it. And not that you ever forget it, but you've moved right, past yeah, it in yes, a sense. Yes. So how do you feel like that has affected you professionally now? Good question. Thank you so much. Excellent. You're doing great. Fine. Thank you. Um, I mean, it, it affects me in a way where, number one, nobody can say anything to me that's going to make me upset. Right. Like, that, this, this, it's, almost, it's almost like thinking about the hardest thing that you've been through makes everything else a little bit easier. Right. So that part is a positive where I'm like, oh, like you, you don't like how I'm hitting. So I don't play the next game. Okay. I agree. Um, <laughs> you're not going over seven. You're not. Yeah. Wrong. Like I'm going to pull me, but no, <laughs> um, but it does. There's points, there's points where I'm like, it, it'll creep in and be like, maybe you aren't good enough. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, Sam, like, that's rude. Mm-hmm. But like I, I had an experience at uh, Athletes Unlimited. It, I think it was the last week, and I was picked in the twelfth round out of thirteen rounds. Mm-hmm. And all of this crept up, and I sat in my room. Poor Sammy. Sammy's in the other room. I was just like, oh, Sammy Fagan. Sammy Fagan. Big shout out. 
Um, I was sitting in my room and I was just like, like needing, I, I was so emotional because I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm not good enough. Yeah. Maybe everybody is seeing me the way that this, that this was intended to portray me as like, maybe I'm not a good teammate. Maybe I don't have, you know, that energy that everybody's looking for. Maybe I'm not that good of a hitter, you know, maybe they don't feel like they can put me anywhere on the field and I'm going through all of these things in my head. And I'm like, this isn't just stemming from right now. This is stemming yeah. from 2007 yeah. of, yeah, no, the no, same it's time. exact thing. Yes, they, now, you know what, Sam, you made a good run. You've been playing ball this long, but they finally figured you out that you're just not that good. Yeah. Well, I imagine too, like self-doubt was one thing, mm-hmm. but then when it's in a draft and you have everybody else who is involved and you have the four Everyone's captains who are involved, then you're like, okay, it's not just me that thinks that yeah. about myself, it's them. They think that about me now. Yeah. Because that's a whole different animal. Yeah, it's a You lot. know what I mean? Like that's, that's a whole separate monster of yeah. having to deal with that and just kind of like the mind melt that was the whole AU and the draft yeah. and everything where it's like people people only want to look at home runs they only want to look at this one they don't realize it was it when was you're, it was a lot it, yeah it's tough I mean, yeah. I mean it's tough to watch you know you're watching people like yourself who are one of the best pros that's been around in the in the game for so long get picked in the 12th round and you're like oh my god like <laughs> it, this is it is rough it mentally it is just as rough as it as as it is physically. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and having to deal with all that. Plus, then you throw in. Oh, by the way, we're in the middle of COVID. Oh, by the way, you're supposed to stay in your room. You know, there's like all these other things where it's like, oh my goodness, I'm just sitting in a dark corner dealing with this. Yeah, and it's tough. Yeah, and that's what that's how I do deal with it. Chitty calls it my uh, same world. <laughs> I have to go into it in order to get out of it. Like I have to sit there. I can't. I can't talk. I can't. Like I have to be just like in it. And then sit there for as long as it takes, and then I'll go out and be like, "What's up, dudes?" Yeah, you know, and make a joke. Yeah, and that's I think something that's hard for me to deal with because I love being the funny person. I don't yeah. want to be. I don't want to be anybody else. Yeah. I want to be the funny. I hate this right now. Like I don't want to talk like this about anything ever. Arm twisting to do this episode. Yeah, right? can you see? Like I'm very. <laughs> but this morning I was like, "Hey, do you still want to shoot today?" And she was like, "Let's just get it done. Like, <laughs> let's just get it out of the way." Because she was like dreading it so I'm much. Like, okay, yeah, my neck kind of hurts from being tense, but. <laughs> But like I want to be the funny person, but some like sometimes that's that's like where the kind of insecurities come from. Is like maybe people just see me as a laugh and they don't take me seriously right. as a softball player. And people think because I don't take anything seriously that I don't take everything seriously. Right. And I take I take my job and my position of being where I am and being a pro softball player and being this and being that so seriously. It's like the greatest honor of my life. Yeah. You know. So. The, the whole the, the draft where I got picked 12 it, it like you said it's not just who's picking or that you know somebody's picking teams it's that teams are getting together and they're talking about who they want and I'm like I wonder if my name got brought up in any of those conversations and they're right. like nah you know what I mean yeah. which if I got picked dead last every single week I am on a team I am playing pro right. I like I am hyped as hell to be there right but that part of me where I'm like you're not good enough and they finally mm-hmm. figured it out you know, good luck. Yeah. That part's hard. And that part I know comes from, comes from what happened here. So I think that's ultimately why I wanted to like share this is because right. th- that was 13 years ago. Oh my God. Like that's so long. 13 years ago. And I struggle with it sometimes. Yeah. And 
I don't think coaches or parents understand that this happened. I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm oh, not, no, no, no. I'm in no way, shape, or form. Especially when you then throw in, like, social media now. Yeah. Like, when you throw in all of that and the fact that you can now be so vocal on, like, any given platform in yeah. any given way. Yeah. Much, you know, back then it was just an email. Now it's like, man... It's all over the place and dealing with that as a kid and yeah no I I I'm not, I'm not envious of going through yeah growing up right now and I I just like there's certain ways to say things and like my my parents always did a really good job with me of like being hard on me when I needed it I needed it yeah and being reasonable with me and under and understanding with me and being like hey man did you try your best yeah oh well, yeah. All right, man. Well, we're gonna get better. You're gonna get better. You're good. And my my dad, he still does such a good job with me of like if I'm feeling down or I'm feeling like, you know, I'm I I'm maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. I I think I said that to him at AU. I was like, maybe I'm just not as good as I really think I am. And he was like, no. Yeah. Like we're our Can lives. You go ahead and pull you back into reality, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Like, like Sam, you. You gotta go. You just go out there and do what you know how to do, and you're and that's you, you know. And yeah. I mean, I had a good season, and and I look back and I'm like, yeah, like I did, I did good, you know. But but creep that creeping in, and he's like, Sam, you no, you are, you are like, you gotta probably get to that inside pitch a little bit better. That's the thing, like. <laughs> It's not like I'm sitting here being like, I'm the greatest hitter that's ever hit ever. the ball. She like, said, the minute we hit, stop recording, she's going to be like, but really, I'm the greatest hitter ever. Right. <laughs> but like, I'm not, you know, but, but I'm like, I'm damn good. And that's, that's hard and, to say. And we haven't even gotten into, and I'm going to, the reason I'm going to bring this up is because I consider myself like an outsider in the sense of like, I'm not a player. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But... So, so when, we're, when we were at AU, and I mean, I've shot you for years now, but usually I'm like really close to the, to the athletes. And at AU, I had like this little perch, and then there's the dugout, and at the end of the dugout is where everybody kind of sits. So I get to hear all of the conversations and whatnot that are going on, and I, we haven't even brought up, we haven't even dipped our toes in the water of, all right, say you're not playing, but what's the kind of teammate or what's the kind of person that you are when you're not on the field? And I get to hear all of those interactions. So, yeah, you're not in the starting lineup, but I get to hear everything that you're saying and you're encouraging and you're being a good leader. And there's so many, especially at AU, there's like so many rookies and like young girls and the example that you set and the leadership capabilities that you have is is a whole separate friggin' podcast on, <laughs> on all that. And you haven't even you haven't even you haven't even said anything about that, which is like fascinating to me because I see you and I just get to watch and observe when others are watching you and others are looking to you, not just the rookies, but the vets as well. Like that just blows my mind too, because that's like, you know, when you want to talk about your character and your personality, like, all right, you could teach someone how to build a ground ball. Cool. But you can also teach someone how to be a good person and just show them with your example. And I know you're not going to mention that yourself because like, <laughs> you don't want to be like, Hey guys, but like, it's so true. And I think that's what makes you just like, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle of why you're such an incredible person and like why you're here and like why you're doing this kind of stuff. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. And yeah, it's because we're good friends, but also because like I have eyeballs and like I can see this. You know what I mean? apparently. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know where we were before that. I just, it felt right to say. No, it's, it's, it's good. I, like I'm so grateful and I'm so lucky. And had this not happened to me, then things would, like things would probably look the same, but things would also look different. So yeah. I'm... I wouldn't change this to save my life because yeah. now I feel like I have a perspective that I can be like, look, the words that you say to people matter. It doesn't matter if you're a coach and a player, it matters 
words to humans yeah. like matter and you know and and to the players where it's like you can literally get through anything right like you can get through absolutely anything and if softball is not the answer if you go through something like this and it's just like i need to walk away then you walk away you do what's best for you like i could not imagine living my life without softball yeah. so that was my answer yeah and then Jean, my therapist was also a huge answer so it's you know it's everything is individual to the person but like I do know that there's some parent dynamic, player parent and, and kid dynamic where like you have to be a little bit harder on this kid to get it out of him because right. you know your kid. Yeah, 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 of course. But I've seen so many times where I'm like, this kid is miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't have children, so I don't know what it's like to right. know them or not know them or just want something for them and not understand. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But like, I see the way that some coaches talk to kids and I'm like, she's gonna number one, hate you mm-hmm. she's probably gonna resent softball and she's gonna have really bad feelings about herself and that's we don't need it's already hard enough no one needs that it's already hard enough to be a person yeah but to add this on top of it where you're like you know i'm like i said i'm i'm turning 17 who am i really like what right. what am i like i'm gonna leave for college soon like who am i and then adding this on top of it where i'm like maybe i suck <laughs> Not only do I suck on the field apparently, but maybe I'm just oh, a really like a bad, bad person. person. Yeah. <laughs> where where it's it's funny because people like could many, many people after this said, like, Sam, that's not true. Sam, that's not true. Sam, that's not true. And I just believe what he said. Yeah. So that part, you know, that's how much weight that carried yeah. is that everybody said something different yeah and I still believe what he said it took yeah. me a long time to be like wait he That's was wrong <laughs> he was wrong he wasn't none of this that he said was true yeah well that's quite the story quite the monumental life event to just casually talk about on a podcast yeah it took me a while to decide that I should I think pe- people would handle that very differently from, <laughs> from how you did I mean I only got a few touchings about it so it's cool <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be worse. oh my god it could be um, worse yeah, that's really good stuff. I'm really glad uh, that you wanted to share that, and I hope that there are coaches or even just teachers or anyone who's in any type of position of power. Hopefully, this was just a good a good tale to hear. And um, you know, if it shaped you to the person that you are today, not that I'm glad that it happened, but you're a you're a damn fine person. Thank you. And you know, as twisted as it is, when I when I first got um, the offer to go to Japan. A few years ago, I told him, and he texted me back, and he said, I'm proud of you. And for some reason... Did you cry? It made me want to. Yeah. I was like, why is this what I needed for the last 10 years? Right. <laughs> What's happening to me? Four words. Four and words. Went, <laughs> because I I can't hold on to any... Like, there, there's things that I deal with myself, but, like, I don't hate him. I don't, yeah. I don't have... You know, like, I'm so grateful. Like, like I said... He is a lot of the reason why I play the ball the way that I play the yeah. ball. You know, him and, and my dad and then a few of other coaches. Yeah. But, Which I feel like is so healthy and mature to just be yeah. like, I hope you live a happy life, man. Like, like, I don't want him to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I just, you know, I would have loved to be able to, like, invite him to my wedding or invite him yeah. to my college graduation. I, yeah. I like, I'm, I'm sad for what we missed out on because of what happened. Yeah, sure. But I, if I saw him, I would, hey, you know, like, yeah. And I know that we haven't talked for the last time, you know, I, I care about him and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad anymore yeah. at him. So it just, 
you know, things are what you make them. Yeah. And this sucked, but, you know, but it was, it was good. I'm, I'm glad that I have the experience so that I can live the way that I live and that, that I can still at the end of the day be like, I'm a happy freaking person. I, I wasn't, like, there were times where I weren't happy, but, like, I feel like from the day that I came out of my mother, she was short, 20 hours of labor, shout out, Deb, um, I, I have been and I always know that I will be a happy person. And as long as I have the things that I love, you know, and obviously I'm not going to play one day, but, like, I'm always going to have softball right. and, like... I'm I'm good. I'm good We're to go. Good, man. You're all Everything's good. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. As long as I never have to talk about myself personally again, <laughs> then we're chilling. Like yeah. this makes me upset. Yeah. I this was really good. I'm glad we did this. And um, you know, thanks for tuning in to The Unknown Pro featuring Sam Fisher. I'm sure we'll find another episode in a few years where we can talk about you more. We might. But um yeah, thanks for tuning in everyone. Sam and I are now gonna go on a hike. So, um, peace. See you guys next time. Thanks.